Hey guys, welcome to the We Need to Calm Down podcast. I'm Devin. And I'm Joe. And this is the show where we talk about all things Taylor Swift. That's right. This is the show where two friends finally get to let their dedication to the first female winner of the Global Icon Award, Taylor Swift, fly. We'll be discussing everything from song breakdowns, Taylor news, and our insane fan theories. Yeah, and this is so exciting. We're back to song breakdowns mm-hmm. again. It's been a bit. It has been a It feels like it's been like at least a month and a half, if not more, since we did our last. Well, she's been putting out news nonstop. We just haven't had a break, you know, fearless, all that kind of stuff related around it. But speaking of Taylor Swift theories, our fan theories, I think she's been uh, putting us through the ringer lately. Everyone's like going through like, what was it? The um, 430 was supposed to be the release of Woodvale and like there were a million theories about Woodvale, it. Woodvale, Red, ni- uh, Speak Now. 1989. Mm-hmm. Spe- yeah, like she's dropping like a million hits. Like what is the one about like how it's not going to be 1989. It's going to be Speak Now because she has two emojis in everything she's doing. Well, no, it's or three, three emojis. Three emojis and well, well, well. Mm-hmm. And like all of these things of threes of why it's going to be Speak Now. People thought it was going to be all three albums dropped at once. I... I think firmly we're getting 1989 next firmly because I can't cuz it's it follows the exact same MO of Fearless where she she released Love Story in a match.com commercial and then Fearless was the album. She released Wildest Dreams in a trailer for a movie 1989. I just I'm so just So then convinced. what is she doing? Just toying with us. And it's not okay. There was a, what was it? Some TV show. I forget the name of it, but it was like, oh, oh it was uh, it was Parks and Rec. Mm. And someone compared it to a Parks and Rec clip where uh, there's like the end of the world conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and Leslie's just like, yeah, so uh, the end of the world didn't happen. Goes, well, actually, I went back to my notes. And so we missed it. It's supposed to be, and I feel like that's what everyone's doing right <laughs> and, now. And it's going to be, It's uh, Taylor Swift is supposed to drop 1989 on, on this day, because if you add them all together, it's 13. And then mm-hmm. someone's like, yeah, but that day is XYZ. Oh, did I say that day? I meant this day. <laughs> and everyone's like, how did we miss it? This is actually. <sighs> and she just laughs on her throne of gold bars. Sometimes uh, it's really painful to be a Taylor Swift fan. Well, the one thing I'm excited about is hopefully this, I I hope we get some quiet for a little bit because I'm excited for this. We get to this episode. We're going way back to Evermore. I know it it literally way back, like what, a month. Uh, We're going way back to Evermore to, to do a track five song breakdown of Tolerate It. And I'm really interested to see because we, we do want, we're going back to Evermore, but it feels weird because we're not in Evermore anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. think. So I'm interested to hear what uh, what our listeners think if they want us to keep doing song breakdowns and make it through Evermore because we didn't even finish Folklore before she dropped Evermore on we us. We didn't finish Lover. We didn't finish Folklore. We didn't finish Evermore. I I don't know what to do. Like so, if you guys tell us what you want us to do with the, uh, leave a comment, send us a DM if you want us to keep doing Evermore and make it all the way through this album. I, I feel like we kind of have to because once we start doing Fearless, 1989 is going to come out mm-hmm. and we're going to have to do that. And then we're going to like, there's no good way to do this right now. So I think, I think we just have to stick to our guns, finish Evermore, go back, finish Folklore 
go back, finish Lover, and then start from the very beginning. We'll see if we get that far. We'll see. But I feel like I already spoiled it. Devin, what are we talking about on this typical Tuesday? So we are breaking down the track five of Evermore, which is Tolerate It. Breaking it down. What a song. It's not quite up there for me, but let's give some context about the song. Go for it. Okay. So, Tolerate It tells the story of a woman who's holding her ah, who's holding her significant other on a pedestal, uh, almost worshipping his every move. And it follows her as she slowly realizes that even though she's giving him her literal everything, uh, he's just going through life tolerating her, unappreciative, not really caring as much for her as she does for him. So this is one of the other times that Taylor has used a story that she's either watched or read to write a song. Uh, the first iteration we can really point to was Death by a Thousand Cuts, which was uh, the movie Someone Great, which we actually reviewed. So make sure to check that episode out. Uh, it's interesting. This song is actually directly inspired by the novel Rebecca by Daphne de Mor- Maurier. Maurier? I wrote the phonetic spelling just so I would get it right. <laughs> um, as Swift mentioned in her interview with Zane and Apple Music last December, uh, in it she says, when I was reading Rebecca, I was thinking about how her husband just tolerates her. She's doing all these things. She's trying so hard. She's trying to impress him, and he's just tolerating her the whole time. There was a part of me that was relating to that because at some point in my life, I felt that way. So I ended up writing the song Tolerate It, which is all about trying to love someone who is ambi- ambivalent. Which is a great word. Great yeah. word. Uh, In the book, uh, a woman marries a man who she adores, only to find out that her husband is still in love with his dead wife, Rebecca. Uh, We won't go into any spoilers for the book in case anyone wants to read it. We might hint that parts of it may have inspired Nobody, No Crime. Uh, It's also speculated that the song could be about Princess Diana and her relationship with Princess Charles after the show The Crown debuted. Princess Charles? Princess, did I say Princess Charles? Prince Charles. Uh, He probably deserves it at this point. Yeah. I haven't seen The Crown, so I don't know anything about that. And I'm not... The only thing I know about Princess Diana are Elton John wrote a song about her. And there's a conspiracy theory. And that's it. And I don't even know the conspiracy... Th- She's alive? The no, conspiracy the conspiracy theory? was that the uh, the royals killed her. This is not a good time to be a royal. Oh, yeah, no. That's a, well, that's a that's lie. A, that's because a Because you're thing. still royal. <laughs> well, that's what the whole, you know, Meghan Markle thing was coming about and has you know harry saw this uh, yeah okay this yeah. isn't a royals <laughs> podcast no but it could uh be. it's it, it is <laughs> <laughs> branch out you can do so much other stuff uh it's funny because this song is actually one of my most listened to songs on the album but it's only because it follows tis the damn season <laughs> yes uh this is our track five so this is our second track five in less than a year mm-hmm. insane but Devin, what were our first impressions of this song? So this was, I believe, a slow rise, but with a killer bridge. I think mm. we immediately identified that this bridge was a fantastic one. It was different than the others that we had heard. Not as great as, you know, Champagne Problems, but still a really good bridge. So you started the ranking uh, at number four, and it always came on after Tis the Damn Season. So that's where you got all the streams from. I started this with a ranking of 10. Mm-hmm. You kind of nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
so what what jumped out when we first heard it i i remember it being good like i remember liking it like i felt like that way with most of the songs this album when i first heard it i liked it but i wasn't i couldn't pinpoint specifics about why i liked it but i do remember it feeling unlike a track five Mm -hmm. like it just didn't i'd agree with that yeah we will test. This is a track five. Uh, we on the We Need to Calm Down podcast have a track five metric that we like to test all track fives against because we did have one false shepherd slip through the the cracks. So we have to make sure that all track fives do uh, come to that. We'll do that at the end of the episode. But you, you agree it just doesn't feel like a track five? Yes. If, you'd, if you're interested in listening to our track five episode where we talk about this, it is the lover is not a track or not lover. Ar- the archer uh, is, the archer not, a is not a track five because it's not so what do you think about it now because personally i need to be in the mood to listen to this song like i can't just listen to it on shuffle like i have to seek it out but when i do listen to it i love this song it's interesting i'm the exact opposite i literally i never seek this song out to listen to but when it comes on like when i get a little a cheeky little shuffle on there i cry on the spot oh my gosh <laughs> Like, yeah, no, I never really listen to it, but I don't skip it that often. And when I don't skip it, like, I, I feel it. And it's it's just that bridge. Mm-hmm. It's just that bridge that comes in. So what what's something that we didn't notice uh, at first that, like, now that we've had some time to, to really delve into the song that, like, what, that we're now, like, starting to see and appreciate? Number one, the time signature. That it's what is not, the time signature? It's in a 5-4. Again? Yes, she, she, what are you doing, Erin? She's really liking the the five four, and that's curious because like I'm wondering if I don't I'm not really a big national fan, but or a fan of the national, but I wonder if this is what they do in these other songs, and she's just mm. going with it and taking it by like stride, but it's just this general like uneasiness of the song because of the time signature. It just sounds it's so hard to pinpoint it too. Like if you don't know the time signature even just trying to find the beats of the song it's kind of hard to do and then you find it and you're good i'm terrible at that so i will literally never find this okay <laughs> so you ended the song at number nine which yes was a pretty a drop five places for you yeah it's still a good song i think again like it was just overinflated by how many times i listened to it initially because i would whenever i went to sat down to listen to evermore I would, instead of starting at one with Willow, like you're supposed to, I would start at Tis the Damn Season because mm. I just wanted to listen to it so much. And then I would just go through, it would be Tis the Damn Season all the way to Evermore and then back to Willow and end on Gold Rush, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it definitely, the first ranking I had, I was like, well, I'm listening to this song a lot. I must like it. It wasn't really the case. It's still a great song. But like I said, it's just not one I seek out mm-hmm. when it's when I when it comes on shuffle. I really like it, but like it's not. I'm never like wow. I'm in a real tolerated mood. So, my first ranking was ten. My last ranking was ten. So it didn't change. But in the meantime, it dropped down. I think to the lowest it was was number fifteen for me. So pretty low. But again, that's yeah. because you had to be in the mood for it. I think I think also when it hit 15, that was when the two bonus tracks came up. Mm. So it might have been 13 around that time, but still, like it still dropped a bit. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I think that's just the the consensus is it's just like th- there's nothing wrong with this song. Mm-mm. Like don't like again like it's so hard when we talk about rankings specifically for these albums, and when we get into other albums, we can we can it'll probably be a little more pronounced, but like 
this album specifically, every song is so quality that even if we're saying it's a nine, it's a 10, or even when it was a 15, it's still a great song mm-hmm. and we still enjoy it and love it. It's just, we were comparing it to so many other great songs like it. It's really hard to pinpoint that down. Exactly. So do you want to dive into some lyrics? Yes. So the first line I think that you picked out is, I notice everything you do or don't do. Because this is a secret Lord podcast. And this line reminds me of Lord. Uh, no, it's it's a one. This is just something that I feel in a lot of relationships. Like I definitely relate to when you're in a relationship and you're like very sensitive to things like if they if they you're noticing everything they do do right like always that's something you're doing but then you start to when you get paranoid Mm -hmm. or something like that you start to notice things they don't do like well they said ily instead of i love you Mm -hmm. why or love you instead of i love you Mm -hmm. like these little things you just notice and it reminds me of the lord uh lyric from the uh, i think it's the louvre Mm -hmm. uh where she says i overthink your punctuation use like those things kind of come together to me. Like I think and notice everything you do or don't do. I overthink your punctuation use. Like it's just mm-hmm. really diving into the minutia of a relationship and trying to figure out where you stand, where you are and what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then the line, you're so much older and wiser and I, and the cadence of the line is fantastic. But I think that it's also like, it could have this double meaning to it. Like you can interpret it in different ways. It could be, you know, she like admires him because of it. Like, oh, you're so much older and wiser. But it could also be like she's being sarcastic because like, you know, you're so much older and wiser. It's like, you know, he must be better than me or something. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ah, you pointed so out when you're too old, uh, too wise to trust me and too old to care. From Coney Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just. We might have to do an episode down the line of like we did with folklore where we tie different lines together and like compare references in in our album references, because Mm -hmm. I feel like there are we didn't we didn't think about it as much in this this album or this like for this record. But the more we go through these song breakdowns, the more we're noticing. So it might be worth it to really delve into that a little bit down the line. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you had the next line, too. Mm-hmm. wait by the door like i'm just a kid and it's like the adoration in this statement like it's a big event that you look forward to for most of the day because that's when you know your person comes home and everything feels complete and you know we were talking about it in one song i think it's like i don't know if it's the best day or never grow up but it's something about hearing the sound of the mm-hmm. keys and i forget what the line remember, is remember what it sounded like when your dad comes home mm-hmm but it's just like waiting by the door like a kid it's it's like a kid and like a dog like i feel yeah. like like animals like people who are helpless it's like you know that's your your protector and like this is your your whole world it's like you're just waiting for them to come home my mom breaks my heart every time i leave her house because she sends me a picture of our dog sitting by the door oh. wait like when i leave like why isn't he back yet <laughs> oh, i love that and i hate that uh yeah no it's it's so interesting we actually get to the next line use my best colors for your portrait which kind of reminds me of that childlike thing because you you ever think of like a kid like i don't think adults ever do this but like saying best colors my best colors Mm -hmm. like these these the crowns that you love the most those are your favorite colors i use those colors for you 
as an adult, I don't think we have best colors anymore. So it's it seems like a very childlike wonder. Yeah. Situation. Also, in Rebecca the the book, there is a scene where the main character dresses up in the same colors as a portrait of the dead wife Rebecca. So we're seeing direct comparisons to this novel that Taylor wrote. Uh, but there's another there's another facet to it, too, of like the idea of dressing up a bad situation. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make the most of it. She's trying to convince herself that this situation is better than it really is. Mm-hmm. Like rose colored glasses. Mm, the best color, rose. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next line, if it's all in my head, tell me now. Like, that's just sad. I love like. We were we were doing this like scripting for this. <laughs> Devin just writes, "If it's all in my head, tell me now." And just all caps. This is just sad. <laughs> it is like if it's all in my head, tell me now. It's just like yeah. so defeated. What what does that mean though? Like I'm sorry. Like t- I'm just curious. Like does she mean is is she crazy that she that she thinks he doesn't like her as much, or is she crazy that? she like what 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 is in her head i think the anxiety of Mm. him not liking her like if it's all in my head tell me now tell me i've got it wrong somehow like no no it's a gotcha i know my love should be celebrated but you tolerate it like that's her belief that you know she does all these things and he just tolerates it but if it's all Mm. in her head if she's just having this anxiety about it like tell me it's interesting because i never thought of it that way Mm. i always thought if it's all in my head tell me now like she's saying is our relationship it mm. all in my head like should i just break should we are we are we really even together like gotcha it could be both either way they're both mm. horrifically depressing yeah uh, i like yours a little bit better than mine though um the next line i take your indiscretions all in good fun and like what a indiscretions as a good word oh <sighs> Oh, that is a good one. Did we dictionary that one? I didn't dictionary that one, I think. Uh, but a, a bunch one. of these lines just make me think like the main character is the kind of person who just loves the idea of a person, but not the actual person themselves. Like, I'm going to make your bad things that you say or whatever. I'm just going to make them look better than they are. Like, oh, he doesn't really mean that. Dress it up. Again, with the rose colored glasses. Yeah. Dressing up a bad situation. I, that's such an interesting thing too because i take your indiscretions all in good fun like just the dichotomy of the words chosen there you see like this this sat level word indiscretion and then good fun is just such a childlike mm-hmm. word i don't know something about that stands out to me it feels like very intentional you like just we're just about to gear up for the next line though i felt i felt like you were like a Getting ready, brace for liftoff kind of thing. While you were out there building other worlds, where was I? Why did you Louis Armstrong that? What was that? What's this guy? It's just the, the entire bridge. The entire bridge just murders me like Taylor murdered Estes' cheating husband. <laughs> like it just does. It instantly takes me out. I'm so glad I didn't read these notes before. <laughs> But just like building other worlds, like this man has a whole life, potentially another family, a world outside of you that he hid from you. Like it's not just small thing. You built other worlds. Like where was I? How were you doing this? That's so fascinating to me. Like, is this is this where we get a revelation of like something 
was he cheating on her? Maybe. Was something going on? Because it like kind of reminds me of Ivy. Like I feel like this song and Ivy are very similar. Like they seem like sister songs to me. Mm. I don't, I'm probably wrong there. I don't know why. I don't really get it, but it's a thing. <laughs> oh, and then you get. Where's that man who threw blankets over my barbed wire? You know, something wrapped up all my past mistakes in barbed wire from Invisible String. Mm. Mm-hmm. Really loves the barbed wire. I just want to put a, point this out because no one's going to see this. But uh, all of the next lines that we put in here, Devin put in all caps. Because they are meant to be screamed. They are. <laughs> and then skip over a line. Now I'm begging for footnotes in the story of your life. Footnotes. Mm. Just footnotes. The that line alone. Is, the bar is on the floor. It's buried. I, <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I feel like I've said this in my, in life at one point, th- these words have escaped my mouth, that I said, this song is okay, but that line alone makes this song a thousand times better than it, than it ever would be. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, there's so much to unpack there begging one like just the choice mm-hmm. of verb i'm begging for footnotes it's like i didn't think you'd go lower than begging oh footnotes footnotes okay lower lower in the story of your life like you're married and, and or I, I don't know if they ever define say that mm-hmm. they're married but like they're in a, a long enough relationship that they live together set the table blah 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 like footnotes and she just, like, she doesn't even mention her own life, her own story. It's, I want to be in the story of your life. Mm. The adoration. Not our, not our story. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't our story. This is your story. I'm just living in it. Yeah. Ugh. And then just the story of your life relates. The story of my life, One Direction. Story of us looks a lot like a tragedy now, you know. You know after Taylor, like, put the last, like, did the last pen stroke of the E on life, she went, yeah, that's the lyric right there. <laughs> you know she like sat and just like stared at it for a little bit like taylor you you outdid yourself <laughs> you this did it time. again girl <laughs> and then the next line drawing hearts in the bylines always taking up too much space and time like as a kid i remember just doodling in the bylines in school just like little hearts and stuff i just i just googled what bylines were they're like the <laughs> sides of the paper mm. like if you're like taking notes in like a, a notebook or something it's the the space that usually doesn't get taken up and then always taking up too much space and time like this daydream illusion of hers is taking up too much time in her life and too much space in her brain or even for him it's just it's too much space too much time that he just does not have for her oh my gosh it's just so sad guys like oh my gosh and you assume i'm fine but what would you do if i (laughs) And then just the one line that kills us, and you you pointed we pointed this, this out. out immediately. Mm-hmm. Like this was like the the first thing that we said after listening to this song it was took this dagger and me and removed it. Mm. Why is that so impactful, Joe? Uh, because a long time ago there was a Tumblr post <laughs> in the before time. In the before times, there was a Tumblr post uh, that mentioned specifically like it was this weird like. Uh, like health guide that said if you get if you get stabbed, do not remove the knife. It is keeping the blood in you, and it's it's very it's very dangerous to remove the knife, and it's more painful to remove the knife than to leave it in. 
And then it's then the next comment was on the other side. If you were trying to kill someone, <laughs> definitely remove the knife. <laughs> but Tumblr but like humor. But Taylor is a big Tumblr person, and like I I don't know. Did you see that post? Have you seen that post go around? I mean, probably. I feel like I feel like it was like a relatively popular post that most people had seen, and I wouldn't be put it past Taylor to have seen it too. Like Taylor is known for Tumblr, so maybe I mean, but just knowing, I'm sure she, if she did see that, logged that away. Because that's to make it into this line, like it's so subtle, it's so small. Because mm-hmm. you don't think about it unless you know that random fact. You don't really think about the fact that, okay, cool, you stabbed me, whatever, and removed it. And you go, okay, cool. Like what? Why? Why even say that? But like, just removed it. Just say you hurt me, and then made it worse. Well, so did he put the dagger in her? I mean, you could imply yes, but it never says, like, you put mm. this dagger in me and mm, removed that's it. That's a good point. Took this dagger in me and removed it. So she was just, who put the dagger in her? Esty, you sneaky. <laughs> no. um, that's that's interesting. I never, th- I, I always assumed it was you took this dagger or you put this dagger in me and removed it. That's really fascinating. That's a really good point, Devin. Mm-hmm. Wow. So maybe maybe it's like. You know what? Here's here's a here's a off the cuff thing. It's kind of like anxiety. Like anxiety to anyone regardless of who's in your life or whatever, if you have anxiety, that is a dagger in you. Mm-hmm. And to remove that dagger makes all of the anxiety, makes all the blood come out and just exacerbates the the damage from that anxiety to you. It's like letting the floodgates open. Mm, yeah. Such a great line, such a such a and and in such like so small. Even just the next line in comparison, gain the weight of you, gain the weight of you and lose it. It's just like the emptiness that follows. Yeah, that's huge. All okay. right, let's Devin take me take me away to our secret. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, can we do some music behind the lyrics? Yes. So immediately off the bat. The song is in 5-4. That is so cool. It is such a weird time signature. And it's hard to find because, like, it's not a structured song. Like, she sings kind of, like, loose and drags out these lyrics and these, you know, notes. So it's hard to find at first. And I was trying to think, like, how you can count it out. And it's slow. The, the BPM, I don't even think I wrote it down, but it's a slower song. So trying to find the notes to it, it's... Usually when you count in 5-4, you count up to 3 and then up to 2. So it would be 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1. So it's – I can't, you can't play the song, but it's like – if you're watching the video, it's like da, 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 like that. That's so weird. It is. Uh, instruments in the song, a lot less than the last song, which was Tis the Damn Season. We have – violin synthesizer piano percussion some weird things in there there's like a shaker there's like not a cowbell but like the wooden block at one point it sounds like keyboard drum machine cello and bass so not a lot very simple song but it's not a simple song it's a weird song and i love it so there's this like weird little intro thing and it sounds like something's kind of like loading up and glitching out and it kind of happens a little bit in the end too but i didn't notice this until we really listen to it. It's like, 
I remember thinking, like, I think I realized that and didn't say anything about it, like, literally days before you did. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, it was just, like, a personal revelation of, like, like I remember listening to a shuffle and I, it was before, I didn't have any of the lyrics up or what song was playing. It was just on my, my echo. And I hear, like, this intro. I'm like, what is this song? And then Tolerate started. And I was like, is that how Tolerate starts? What? And then you immediately, like, like next day or something, text me and go, did you know about this intro? And yeah. I was like, yeah, I just learned about it. What is that? Mm-hmm. And it, that's just so cool. And there's, like, all these little things, too. Like, even, like, the drum machine. Like, it adds this uneasiness to the song. So she also has this subtle vocal layering. So she's, like, harmonizing with herself. It's like this low alto register. Like, I think it's, I don't even know if it's harmonizing. It might just be an octave down, but she goes, you know, if it's all in my head, tell me now. Like, it's her. It's not, it doesn't sound like it would be Aaron or or Jack. Um, And the vibe of the song is just very odd, too. Like, it feels light, but it's like this dark and heaviness underneath it like the piano is pretty standard like the dun, 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 dun. but then the dun, dun, like it just brings it back down and then this drum comes in occasionally the and it sounds like a heartbeat like it just sounds like this kind of interjection like dun, dun, dun. like it just kind of comes in and then the jitteriness of the song comes in with the drum machine the in the background glitches occasionally it just makes it feel uneasy probably like the character in the relationship does Mm. i love i love that she's like using production a lot to like emphasize different feelings and things in the actual music is yeah and the violin and the cello just like really fill the space and it takes you along with the song to kind of stabilize what is an unstable song Mm. are there any other five fours on this album um it's closure. The closure is on this album, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's dun 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 dun. That might be. I don't know if it's five four or like seven something. Seven two. No, that's <laughs> impossible. But that, that's another weird time signature song. It's a lot. I, I I mean I'm interested in it. It's making it's making for really great music. All right. So thank you, Devin for teaching me a little bit more about what's going on behind yes. the lyrics in this in this song. Uh, but we have one last thing. Usually we'd end it there, but we do have a track five. So every track five, we have to put through the track five test, which is something that I came up with last May or June or something, where I had really big grief with The Archer because it just never felt like a real track five to me. And I, w- I was set out to prove that it wasn't actually a track five. So if you're curious of how I did that, go back there. I came up with some very ridiculous, admittedly, uh, stipulations that a track five needs to have. These are just my own, obviously. The, do Take with them a grain of salt. But Devin seems to let me do it. So, <laughs> so I'm going to keep keep implementing it here. Uh, so how does Tolerate It stand up to my track five test? So the first part of a track five test is there are pillars that every track five song has to follow. So there are four generic pillars and then three like what load bearing pillars. <laughs> so number one, every track five generally has to have a somber overtone. 
they're generally pretty sad or like lower register. Mm-hmm. And this one, oh, definitely, no doubt. Uh, they're generally very vulnerable songs. Oh yeah, this one this one fits that bill. I'm gonna say simplicity is the next one, and uh, no, this song is not simple. Uh, five four signature ain't simple. There's just there's a lot of complex lyrics, a lot of complex emotions in this song. Yeah. It's I don't think it's a simple song, but I don't think that's Warren enough to kick it out of the track five club. It is it is one indiscretion, but uh, the next one we have is specific. So every track five is very specific. They're they're usually stories directly from Taylor's life or something that like is just a very specific i can't think of another word <laughs> but yeah very this song details. very very yeah a lot of details in the lyrics a lot of things that can't just be broadly applied and this is a very specific song there are very minute details down to the age of the significant other down to the exact situation they're in it's specific enough that i can't really relate to this song weirdly mm-hmm. enough uh, then the three the three load bearing pillars we'll call them from now on uh, is romance, relationships, and heartbreak. And yes, yes, oh my God, yes, <laughs> all of those are in this song in spades. Uh, so it lines up. Uh, so that's seven or six out of seven of the pillars it nails on. So I'm willing to give that a good passing grade. So track uh, tolerated does fall under track five pillars. The next thing that we generally rate rate it on is romantic content. Track fives are romantic songs or generally about relationships. Maybe not romantic in the ooey gooey lovey kind of way, but they're about a romantic relationship. It could be re- argued that this whole song is relationship heartbreak central. So the way that I usually do this is I count each line, like separate individual line of the song and determine whether it is about heartbreak or, or a, a relationship or not. Every single line in this song is about a relationship. Every, there is not a single line that is not about their relationship. At least 30 of them, and again, it could even be argued all of them, because, mm-hmm. yeah, are about heartbreak. It's just all heartbreak. There is not a single line in the song that isn't about either of those things. So Flying Colors passes, no doubt, all romantic content. The other one that I'm really hype about that's really good is Me's versus You's. This is a really weird stipulation that I pulled out when I was when I came up with these tests, but I noticed in a lot of track fives, it's generally the the focus is on the other person and not on Taylor herself. She generally focuses on either the things they're doing wrong or the way that they're acting that is messing her up. And it tracked throughout every track five song except for The Archer that Taylor referenced you way more times significantly more times than she referenced me herself it follows suit in this song as well uh there are 24 u's in this song this actually falls right in the middle uh but still in the ballpark there are more than cold as you and white horse but less than the rest besides archer which has very little it's the only reverse song uh, and the me's, there's only eight me's in the song. And this is among the lower number of me's. It's the same number as White Horse, More Than Cold As You, Dear John, and All Too Well. Mm. So it, it, it's a little, it fits right in with all of the other track fives, which is great. This song is definitely Taylor talking more about the significant other and their effect 
that, that then she is talking about herself, which is extremely apparent in the story. And then finally, we have specificity. So I would usually point out lyrics that point to specificity, but I don't really think I need to. The song is the situation is so specific. And it's the one thing I will say that kind of is a negative towards this song is we usually say when it comes to Taylor, she is so good at writing about herself in specific situations that she has felt that seem like no one. She said herself, I don't think anyone can relate to this. And somehow we all can. This is the only song. I don't know about you, Devin, but I cannot relate to it at all. I have never been in this situation before. Not to say that I don't think it exists. Obviously the situation exists. Here. I've been fortunate enough to never have been in this situation. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. I think, you know, I've never really related to something like this. Or, I mean, the feelings of not, of liking someone more than they like you has definitely been in my life. But it's it's hard to compare this song to other track fives because of how specific of a story it is. Mm. Like, this is more of like a story track than just about Taylor herself, which we haven't really seen too much before in the track five realm. That's what I was going to say. The other thing is uh, the, we could add another pillar that kind of negates this song, too, in that track fives are personal. Track mm-hmm. fives are about Taylor and her own relationships and her own life. She does say that she does relate to it. Like she related to the book, Rebecca, and the, the narrator of that book. She's gone through situations like that. But again, this book, this song is is a story that's not. It's more inspired by Taylor's life than directly related to it. Mm-hmm. So that is it does make it a lot tougher. So I do think going through all of those metrics, this is definitely a track five, though I will admit it is on the weirder side of the track fives. Where That being said, we have nine track fives now. Where do we, Where does this one fall amongst the others for us? Definitely bottom half, but... It's hard because as a song itself, the song is pretty good. But as a track five, I don't mm. think it compares to the other track fives. That's I'm right there with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've i never come close to this experience. So that makes it really hard to rank. And like I said, it's funny. We do see track five is usually something that is so specific to Taylor's life. But it, it, this track just breaks that mold. And it makes it so hard to really meld with the rest of the track five. So I think I like it. But I rank it towards the bottom of with Archer, Cold As You, and All You Have To Do Is Stay. Like, it just doesn't hit that upper echelon of track fives for me. All You Had To Do Is Stay. That's robbery. That's a good track five. It is It is a great track five, but, like, it's it's probably the top of those three, I would say. There was a, uh, a thing on TikTok where it was All You Had To Do Was Stay, but in minor key. And it just pulls out how sad the song really is because it's such a boppy song and it's so happy i've so. cried to that song like that's how bad it is like yeah. it's a great song again these are all track fives they're all phenomenal yeah. songs it's just i mean you, you're also dealing with dear john with yeah. all too well i know delicate you're like yeah. you're up against it man like those are some certified my tears ricochet mm. like yeah right. you uh, so do you guys, so that's tolerated. Do we have anything we want to say in closing about it or that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, this was a this we didn't have as much on this song just because it is a little bit of a middle of the road song. Weirdly enough, it's weird to get this this little about a track five, but I see where we are right now. Um 
If you guys like what you hear, be sure to give us a review and a five-star rating on Apple. Uh, it, it tell a friend about us. Share us with someone. Uh, let them know about your new favorite podcast. And follow us on social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to see our beautiful faces when we talk about this. Uh, we are at We Need to Calm Down Podcast on pretty much everything. Most active on Instagram and YouTube. If you have a suggestion for an episode, drop us a comment or a DM. We love hearing about from you guys. And aside from that, thank you so much for listening. We will see you uh, the next typical Tuesday, two weeks after. Or so. I don't know a date. So not next week, but the week after. Uh, Other than that, come back. We'll be here.